1: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Can
2: I suggest you shut up and show more football? Come on, come on. Drink it, drink it. We've done that in. Can
0: we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let him on the boss after the
2: match. I get a taxi back to Manchester.
1: (laughs) Again, please don't call me arrogant because what I'm saying is true. I think I'm a special one. When the Seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think something will be stormed into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he
2: was a great player. player Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician.
0: Take a bow son I mean
2: that Take a bow Welcome I'm Richard Keyes And I am Andrew green I can confirm that mm-hmm. Before we go any further Yes It's a question of getting The housekeeping out of the way Before we go any further you go. <laughs> um, Glad you found us Tell your mates Where we are um, You can get in touch with us On Twitter and Instagram At Keys. And A N D I always say this because it's not the, the little and sign that joins us. Andy's phone's not even off yet. Um, maybe someone's trying to. Yes. Yeah. We'll tell the story of the boing 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 in just a moment. So What's that? you can find us at Keys and Gray. You see, this is a man that's not necessarily up to speed with technology. Just turn the sound off. I have. What a great start. I'm keeping no, this. I'm no, keeping you can't this. Keep this. I, I am keeping it again. No 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 we won't yeah, I've we're it, keeping it, it. I've Well got done it. No we're not what we're, not, di- we're not starting again I'm, I'm trying to get the clock on so I know where we are <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go start no, again No we're not starting again We're keeping that Luis We're keeping that you can get in touch with us at Keys and oh, You can't Could buy better. You can't buy moments <laughs> like that I am not sure we can get any better than that on email keys and grey the podcast at gmail.com that's the address on email uh subscribe and follow on whatever platform you get your pods on uh rate us please five stars preferably um we would appreciate that but the most important thing is spread the word that we are here now a little different this week up until this point we've been in the company of a guest yes uh, today we decided we're just going to sit and um talk because if after 32 years is it that- and we realised this past week, I think, after 32 years, if you and I can't talk for 45 minutes about football, then there's something very wrong in the world. Pardon? <laughs> 32 <laughs> years. Uh, do you remember meeting? Uh,
0: do I remember meeting? What, the, the day that uh, I first met you?
2: Yeah, at, I, I, at I mean, we, we we it was interesting last week that... The reason I wanted to do this one on our own, Andy, is that there's, there's much in your head that I don't think you've shared... Um, perhaps as widely as you should have done down the years. I was interested last week with you and Alex Bruce talking about the day that it all ended Mm. and and that frightening realisation that it's not there anymore. Mm. That must be, and it must have been for you, a horrible moment because... Today, when you finish, and we're seeing it with Troy Deeney working on Talk Sport, Mm -hmm. even before you've stopped playing, Mm -hmm. there's another career available Mm -hmm. to you. Most of the lads don't need to continue to work. They do because they have to stimulate themselves. But most leave the game these days, multi, multi multi-millionaires. That's even, bang, ordinary Mm -hmm. Premier League footballers. Mm -hmm. In your day, it was over. Yes. It was either go and sell insurance. Insurance, Run a a pub. Open a pub.
0: Run a pub or get into coaching. I mean, I, I, I seriously, and I was getting married sort of a month after I left Rangers. And when I got back down after, say, Chiriotti or the boys at Ibrooks, I got back down to England and I'm sitting in the house and I thought, I seriously thought, I woke up the next morning, I thought, what do I do now? What do I do? Uh, I need to earn money. I'm getting married. Um, I have a mortgage. That may sound strange for a footballer to have a mortgage nowadays. I don't suppose many top footballers would even know what a mortgage is. No,
2: I, I was I, I was looking at um, I was looking around Marouane Fellaini's house. Wait, really? Uh, is a mortgage? Week. He's got a mortgage. Uh, it, it's worth two million. It's in south Manchester, mortgage. and he's playing football in China, earning probably that same amount of money on yep. a weekly basis. So who cares? I mean, so- you know, many many still rent. Yeah. but the majority can afford yeah. if they move to go and buy. See, I, I always thought way back then, I think I even
0: mentioned it to you years and years ago, that I, I'm amazed, and I, and, and I said, it's a serious subject, I'm amazed that back in my day, there weren't more footballers committing suicide. Because the, sh- the shock of what you had to nothing is, 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 is it's not just the money you earn, it's the support you got. If I had a problem in my life for 17 years as a footballer, I'd go to the manager of the club I was playing at, and they would solve it. You know, if I if I needed some help or something, I would go to the manager of the football club I was at, and they would help solve it. All of a sudden, I'm on my own. Dental appointment, washing Anything, machine doesn't no, work. No, I, I, and I mean serious things as well. You just, I don't know. Um, you just go to your club, and that was your support vehicle. It's not there anymore. You sit. I was sitting around in Worcester, and, and this house, as I say, it was it was had a mortgage on it. About to get married, and. I'm not earning anything. I'm not earning any money. And you sit there and I wait for the phone to ring and that's what you do. So, in those days, I can imagine footballers even worse off than I was in the lower leagues when it comes to the end like that. That It must be doubly worse. Three times worse. Tenfold worse for them to have to try and cope with life beyond the bubble, if you want to use a modern day word, the bubble that was a a, a footballer back in the day. So, as you said quite rightly, it's easier now because even in the Championship, players earn lots of money, mm. probably enough to not to worry too much about what they do after it, but enjoy their life. Premier League footballers don't have to worry about anything at all when they finish; they have all, they should have all their money saved. They should have th- millions in the bank, not thousands, millions in the bank, and a very, a very good future ahead of them. But even as as Alec Bruce said to us last week, is still even if you have all that support, and you have that money, and you have a confident future should be ahead of you. It's a really difficult time. That if you've been playing football for seventeen years and you wake up one morning and you're never going to play again,
2: it's horrible. There are so many. There are so many elements to this. As you talk, um, it, it's interesting. In a week that uh, an old colleague of mine, uh, Kay Burley, got herself into trouble, and, and, and we will discuss later because there are there are elements of that that leave me scratching my head. Um, we'll come back to that Um, I watched a film last night magnificent I I mean can't speak highly enough about it finding Jack Charlton Mm. just beautiful I I, I tweeted and said triumph and tragedy in equal measure but something you just said there about being protected by your football club is exactly what Jack said to Paul McGrath at at Paul's darkest time when he was left on a bus should have played was not able to play mm-hmm. and Jack had been one of his greatest supporters said listen son there's plenty of people around you when they need you but, but you'll find there's nobody when you need somebody um, and how true that was in Paul's life he, he's gone on to pull it all back together which is great yeah, that is great um, I mean I worked with Paul for a year remember yes I, 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 well I, I, I do I, I sampled what it was like it was tough uh, I, I mean the Gabriel it's a Gabriel Clark uh, production again mm. Gabriel's done some fabulous work he's at his best his dad was a filmmaker. He's a he's a filmmaker in truth. I mean, this this one is it's just a it's a must see. I mean, I I spent many many an hour with Jack down the years and thoroughly enjoyed his company. And when when you see what dementia diluted his being too, it, it, it's tragic. But it's it's such a well timed film from the point of view that we're all now talking about it, and there's so much to take from it positive to take from it um anyway Gabriel I I repeat what I said in in my message to you and in the tweet last night it's 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 absolutely magnificent but where this started was I said to you do you remember meeting Mm. so that 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 dark moment passes Mm. and then you've got to start thinking about well now what what Mm. so what occurred to you what happened well I, I honestly thought
0: that I would go into football I'd stay in football I honestly thought that um, I, would, I would end up being a coach somewhere, um, maybe a player coach, if I could get my way around the pitch in a, in a lower league and, and learn the trade again and, and basically start again. That's what I thought. I had a call from two clubs. Uh, one was Hibs in Scotland. One was Swindon in was England. A yeah. couple of tentative inquiries as to did I have any idea what I, <clears throat> pardon me, what I was planning to do. And would I be interested chat? In chatting? I said, well, I haven't, hadn't given it much thought. And I suddenly thought, well, now you've got to make your decision because you can't just sit here. And then I got a call, as you know, from uh, a guy called Andy Melvin who asked if he could talk to me about... I'd worked with Andy at Scottish Television. I'd done one or two things with him. And, and he remembered me and he thought I was half decent. And, and he was setting up the new BSB. With Brian Cowgill, you would know Brian Cowgill, Brian Cowgill, former famous. BBC exec. Yeah, yeah. He's quite yeah. famous in the, in the TV industry, Brian, and highly respected at, at there. So he said, "Could we talk to you, uh, Brian?" And I, I met them in London at the airport at, at the airport hotel Heathrow. Uh, had a chat with them. They told me what was happening um, that I would that, that would be starting. This was in the the July, and it would be starting the following February, nineteen ninety. So I said yeah I would be really interested getting into the inception of something and the way they they talked they talked about it with such passion as well um that that got that got me and I thought yeah I quite fancy that 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 but seems good
2: This wasn't the first time you'd met Andy Melvin nor explored a TV career was it No
0: No <laughs> Oh no yeah no it came down about I was at West Brom at the time I was, my career was winding down and uh, the wee man, as we affectionately call him, um, the wee man called me and said, I'm, I'm coming down to Birmingham. I, I want to talk to you about... Um, uh, is that you or me? No, it's you. <laughs> I can't <mean>, hear me. it's off. <laughs> there you go. And he said, I want to talk to you about a possible job. So he came in and met him, had dinner with him, cut a long story short, and he said, listen, um, Arthur Montford, who was a legendary Scottish broadcaster, um, was due to retire at the end of the next year. Can
2: I just correct you your, your, your grammatically there? Go on. Was a legend. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. Once a legend, always a legend. You're is, right, Richard. Is, is a, a legendary. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was retiring, I think, and um, Andy thought it'd be a great idea if I took his place. Now, that was fine for those first few months when I was still at West Brom, it was the beginning to see. But then. I signed for Rangers. <laughs> so he called me and said, what have you done? I said, what do you mean, what have I done? I've just fulfilled my boyhood ambition. I'm, I'm signing for the club for a year that, that I've always wanted to play for. He says, that's not the plan. <laughs> what
2: am I going to do now with all the Celtic fans? Because, you dis- because you'd yes. joined Rangers, yes, you'd, you obviously then had immediately upset Half, half of, of Glasgow, well, half of Scotland, probably yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, half of the, actually half of the rest of the world. <laughs>
0: yes, that's probably right. So he said, "Oh, it's going to be more difficult for me now." So, and and, and in, in a good way, that's what happened. But subsequently, Andy left Scottish Television, went to join BSB as as their top man, and uh, and then he came back to me and said, "What'd you do in that?" So I did, um, and an old pal of mine called Jim Barron, who. Um, I worked with at Villa. I'd worked with at Wolves. He was a coach at Wolves when I was there. I worked with at Villa. We were on. He was uh, the reserve team coach and helped us in the first team at Villa. And he had taken over Cheltenham. And he just gave me a call at the Blue Richard and said, what are you doing now? I said, well, for the next six months, I'm not doing anything. Um, I'm going to join uh, B Sky B as it was then. British Satellite, British satellite the broadcast, Broadcasting. Sorry, As it was then. As it was then. And he, he said, well, do, come on, do me a favour. He says come and play for Cheltenham, he said, and I was only in Worcester, It's only up the road, he said, I would give the the, the city the town. Is it a city or a town, Cheltenham?
2: I think it's a town. Right. Does it have a cathedral? Mm. Good question. If it's a, got a cathedral, it's, it's a city. It's a city. I know. Yeah.
0: So I don't know, I couldn't be sure of that. But anyway, the, the town of Cheltenham, I think it is a town, uh, he said it would be a great boost for the town, somebody like you just retired, coming to play for us for six months, it would be great. So I thought, do you know what? Yeah. Let's do it. So I trained a couple of nights a week at Cheltenham with the boys, Tuesdays and Thursdays, played at the Saturday until February, and then I left and joined you and assorted others, Martin Tyler, David Livingston mm.
2: there, the the original I would guest quartet. was it? Yes. I don't like Shreves was there yen, was he? Shrevesy he was on the fringes, the oh, periphery. The fringes. Uh, um yeah. he, he was a he was a fixer. Yeah. Um Still, still, still does that job as well as (laughs) better than anybody I know. Now it's Cheltenham Town and Worcester City, of course. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So
0: that Worcester definitely is a cathedral. Yeah. Uh, So that was that, Richard, and and then the rest they say is 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 history. It um, it snowballed from there.
2: You, 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 and I've always said this. You rewrote, you rewrote, TV analysis. Um, Andy Melvin was in that glorious position whereby his governor came to him with a blank sheet of paper yeah. when we signed the Premier League contract mm-hmm. and said, there you go, mm-hmm. fill that in. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a wonderful, yeah. wonderful opportunity. Um, the original question was, you know, what did you think when you met me? But I can leave that for, for, for now because you said you thought you might become a player manager. You, mm-hmm. you, you attempt, you, for a year you worked with Ron as a coach.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you regret not having pursued that career? I'm going to give you part of the answer, (laughs) I think, for 24 hours, heavily, when Sky sacked you.
0: Uh, No, I think the last thing I was thinking about when Sky sacked me the first 24 hours was anything sane uh, and anything normal (laughs) or anything (laughs) rational.
2: All Uh, right. As uh, the dust settled during that period of time. Do you know what? even then um
0: probably no really? probably no yeah really i mean what about that. all right okay i mean that because i'll tell you why i should because you said to me do you regret it and i, and I, I would my answer would be quite categorically not yet
2: what do you mean yet at this because, stage of your life yes, or then yes
0: no not yet I've, I've i've still not sat down um and regretted it i wonder sometimes <clears throat> when i see i used to when i was commentating um at sky i used to uh look down at Fergie winning all those trophies and, and and picking a team to win the Champions League final or win the league or win an FA Cup and, and, and think I wonder what that feels like because you've done that you know when, you, when you're in a team there's 11 of you you're depending on 10 others to help you through that game but when you're a coach when you're the manager when you're the man who makes the decisions when you're the guy who says this is my team when you're the guy who says, this is my formation, when you're the guy who says, this is their strengths, this is their weaknesses, so there's the game plan, let's go put it into practice. And then during that game plan, if something goes wrong or you have to tweak it, you're the guy who who's turns around and says to somebody, come on, get yourself on that pitch, you need to change this game for me, or you get yourself on there, you need to save this game for me. Um, so I used to think, I would love to know what that felt like, but I've never regretted that.
2: There's a difference. There isn't a magical book. Fergie was a bang ordinary centre forward. Also played for Rangers. Yeah, he did didn't die. have the impact in played his career Rangers, that it. you did. So, I, I, I then wonder what 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 is the difference, and and I can understand why you're you're asking those questions of yourself. Um, the difference between him making it and you not, but why didn't you take Everton? Um, the honest, the, the
0: honest and simple answer is on the day. But I went to meet Peter Johnson. As I left home, I said to my girlfriend at the time, "When I get back, I think I'll be manager of Everton." When I left the house that morning to go meet them, I was convinced that when I returned back down the M6, I would be the Everton manager. Right? I was so convinced that I had called a couple of lads who I respect and know, friends of mine, um, and said, "Listen, this." I think this is going to happen. Would you be interested in coming with me and joining me? Uh, and both said, "Yeah, love to." Be great. I said, "Okay." I said, "I'll keep you posted."
2: You know what my next question is.
0: Don't no, you? I can't tell you who they are. No, it's not unfair. <laughs> it's unfair to them. Um, and <laughs> you know anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so it, uh, it was it was a case of when I went there, Richard. So I sat with them, and I went to meet Peter Johnson. Uh, his factory in the Willow. Yes, it was. Uh, it was
2: um, no over at Tranby yeah, somewhere a there. Picnic packing. Uh, yeah, Chris, Christmas hand food business, wasn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah. So I met. I met them, sat with them. I think it was four of them in the room altogether. We sat and we talked, and they asked me if hypothetically, if you were to take over Evan, what would you see yourself doing? Now you know it's not something I'd given a great deal of thought to, to be fair. But I uh, I sat with them and, just, and thought what. A, what I would like to do, what I'd need to do. And uh, we chatted. And at the end of it, I really expected him to say, right, okay. And at at that time, my heart was ruling my head without a shadow of a doubt. This was Everton. Uh, And I was going with it. And he just said to me, and it it was just like go pinching you with a a needle and deflating you a bit. He said, okay, Andy, thanks for that. He says, well, we'll we'll let you know ongoing. He said, we've got a couple other people we'd like to talk to. I went, oh, okay, understand. And I got in my car. So subsequently in the next 10 days or so, and his party shot was, Andy, this, please, all of this meeting should remain between us. What's been said today? I said, Peter, not a problem. I'm not going to say I'm off to a golf What were your plans? What did
2: you want to do? i was to going to do, what,
0: what was it going to do? What did you want to do with it? Well, we I mean plans were plans. Plans are different. I mean, back then as well. It was a case of uh, you said to me, What about what would you do about the youth team? Things like that. And I said, sorry. I said, what, what, what do you mean what would I do about the youth team? And I was a believer then, I don't know if it would be the same the same now, but I was I was a believer then that if you got if you if you took a football club, Richard, and you, and you, you said that there's that pyramid, you drew a a pyramid on the board, and you, mm. there's that little triangle at the very top, right? That's your first team, I said to him. That's my first team. I said, if I get that right, and that's my job, to get the first team the best I can, then just like pouring water on top of a pyramid, it'll flow to the reserves, to the youths, and that will come later, and that will come. But the priority is the first team. The priority is to get it right there. Because if I don't, no one's going to come and join us. I think it's
2: more the case now. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember uh, uh, Mike Walker? You yes. used to always
0: say, so the youth team are doing well yeah. and the reserves are doing well, but the first team aren't. I never got that.
2: Well, a coach these days is charged simply with the first team. I don't think Jose Mourinho, for a minute, is too concerned about no. what happens lower down the pyramid I mean, because he's got a director of football to correct. worry about that and he's got a, an academy yeah. chief to worry about that. So, really, you were ahead
0: of yourself. Well, I don't know, but that would have been... My, if I have gone into a club, that's what I'd have done. I I'd had I'd all my... Fo- not all my... All, majority of my focus would have been on the first team. I, I, I said I'd need... I, I guess I'd need... And it's funny when I say this figure now. makes me laugh when I think about what I said to him. He said, how much do you think you'd need first season? And I said, oh... A difficult one, I said probably 20 million or so, 25 million. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter went... <coughs> <coughs> Peter <Pizza> went... <laughs> How much? He said, and one player? I said, no, 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 no. We'd get three or four in for that. And I'm thinking three or four probably players and and what, what we had. And, and, I, and that was that was what we talked about. Then I went away for that week to play golf in La Manga with a lot of footballers, including Glenn Hoddle. And I chatted with Glenn quite a bit that week. And Glenn said, what are you thinking about? I said, what? He said, you mad. Glenn said to me, you mad. Leaving the job you've got, you've got an unbelievable job. Why would you leave that? I said, well, Severton. He said, nah. and then I had my my daughter, who I saw every weekend. No, that had, that had to be thought about as well. And then, and then, and then, who's a red? Oh. No, you can't tell her that. That's scandalous. <laughs> I can't believe you've uttered those words. She's a red. Sorry, Sophie. <laughs> it's your Uncle Richard, being a bad man again. Oh, she is a red. Actually, she's supposed Liverpool. I yeah. can't believe her. Yeah. it. It's my own fault. I took her to a cup final. <laughs> <item. laughs> you did. The yeah. one Stephen Gerrard smashed in that goal. Well, you're going to
2: be a Liverpool fan then, aren't
0: you? Yeah. Uh, so she was there at the Liverpool end where yeah. the studio was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So she she got hooked as a kid. Ah oh, dear. Uh so, so there was all sorts of things going, and then unlike. 10 years ago, um, Sky were desperate for me to stay. So I came back from uh, Spain, immediately uh, got a call to go in. There'd obviously been rumors, there'd been stories being leaked as well. That's what I was talking about the beating. Stories had been leaked every day. I was picking up the papers in the manga and, and it's going, Grey's going to do this, Gray's going to do that, this is what's going to happen. And I'm thinking, where are these stories coming from? Because I was the only one in the meeting. <laughs> Apart from the four direct, four people that were there. So I know I'm not there. I'm in, I'm in La Manga. So the stories aren't coming from me. So they had to be coming from Peter or one of the boys who was there with him. And and there was still nothing. And so obviously I got back, went to meet uh, Sam Chisholm,
2: famous Sam Chisholm. Who was Sky's chief exec. Yeah. Without whom there would have been no Premier League really deal in 1992. Oh, no, he, he was... Uh... I mean, there were many on the periphery. Success has many fathers, yeah. and the only failure is a bastard. Yeah. yeah? So many have said, well, I was there, and I played a part. Uh-huh. Maybe they did, yeah, yeah. but Sam Chisholm was the man that made it happen. No question. Right. Well, he was scary. No question. He was scary. He was scary.
0: He was scary. He was scary. They walked into his, his apartment in St. John's Wood. He shut the door. He says, uh, right, now, you're not leaving here until you've done a deal with me. <laughs> I went, What? He says, the door's locked and it's not reopening again until you've put penny paper. <laughs> and it's fairness, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't offer me a terrific contract. He did. He offered me a a, a wonderful contract and a, and a future that was guaranteed. Well, I thought it was guaranteed, as I say, until a few years ago. Um, and, and I signed it. And then, of course, there was uh, Peter had obviously had to choke back on, I think, a lot of the things he was saying. But I can honestly say that Peter Johnson never once phoned me, said to me, Andy, I'd like you to be manager of Everton. Here's a deal. This is the contract. I want you to come for four years. I'm going to pay you this much money. Not once. Not once. So I never, and there was a lot of Evertonians, and maybe because of what had been in the papers, they thought I'd snubbed Everton. I didn't. Uh, and no, when, you I can't, think, you can't when I think when I think back a... about it, Richard, but when I th- when I think back about it, I just wonder if it would have been the right time anyway, mm. with Peter
2: there. Well, when you think about, well, yes, there's that. I mean, I think the fact that it probably was going to be yours is reflected in the appointment they ultimately made. Well, yeah, I mean, going backwards like that, of course, the most successful manager in Everton's history. But at that time, then no. Um, but you can't turn down something you haven't been offered. No, no, I wasn't
0: offered it. And I, and I, seriously, I mean this on that day. I walked into that office to meet them. Had they put a contract in front of me and said, there's the deal, and it was a good one, sign it, and you'll be manager of Everton tomorrow, I would have signed it. Hand on heart. I would have signed it.
2: Vic Wakeling, who was our governor, head of sport at the time, called me in and said, Andy's leaving us. I said, oh. He said, and uh, I've uh, I've got my replacement. Oh, Eddie, <laughs> he was a bit early with that. <laughs> yes. I said, well, that's interesting. Who is it? I've told you, haven't I? You've, you've forgotten. No, no I know. Barnsley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got my replacement, John Barnes. Okay. So, how life would have been very different. I listen. You don't know. You don't know. But I've always been of the opinion that you would have been a success with the knowledge that you have, the way in which you look about uh, the way, rather the way in which you look at football, um, and have an empathy for others. The one thing you've never done with a microphone is. I was disappointed this week. Well, if, well, well. if we're talking honestly, Scullzey, uh, yeah, Scullzey, my favourite Premier League footballer He's ever. He's your favourite. There's a there's a code, Andy. I think by which players should adhere. When you've been in a dressing room, if that kind of criticism, listen, David, you bottle that within the four walls of a dressing room. That's fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm never really going to find out. Well. Somebody will tell me. Yeah. But 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 you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. To publicly say that a, a, a goalkeeper of De Gea's quality mm-hmm. bottled something is too much for me. Mm. It, it, Jamie Carragher did it um, and, and, and used the word cowards. Yeah, he did. And, and he and I um, f- fell out on the social media about it. I, I don't think you Do can... you not think you've got the nail on the head then why this happens? Those two words
0: you said, social media.
2: Yes, I think the I think the game has changed. I think everybody now has to say something more dramatic, yeah. um, outrageous, yeah. unnecessary, yeah. hurtful, yeah. harmful, uh, than the last man in order mm. to get hits, in order for Correct. national newspapers to pick up. National newspapers used to cover football. When I started, I remember, I, I see him now, big Steve Curry at Stamford Bridge would write a match report. Mm. It would be a report on what he'd seen. And he would be mm. hunting around looking for... The haters, man, me, the, the 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 sports agency man. Where are the quotes? You know, and the quotes would be added separately, but but he would report what he's seen. These days, newspapers report on what television has seen. Mm-hmm. You know, the age-old argument about whether f- f- papers need new- football or football needs papers more—that's gone. It's over. Football does not need national press. No. It, does. It, it, it just doesn't. It's gone beyond that. Now, yeah. Way beyond that. So I, I understand, but I still don't think it's necessary. And the one thing I've admired about you down the years, we would sit sometimes at 6.30 on a match day at Old Trafford and, and uh, we, would, we would create 30 minutes of TV mm-hmm. called The Last Word. That's And right. you'd, you'd literally put your mic down. And I'm asking you questions about what you've seen. And you would always say to me, listen, who am I to suggest that Sir Alex Ferguson got it wrong? I haven't been in the same situation as he has. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to have that empathy with the job of the person that you're looking at. I would like to think to positively criticise, mm-hmm. to constructively criticise. And you've always done that. And that's what I think you'd have done as a, as a coach. You would have understood the various demands of individuals mm-hmm. as well as and better than anybody else. There's no point. Occasionally, yeah, okay, you, you th- throw the odd coffee cup. And Fergie did that. Mm-hmm. But I always thought with probably intent... I think he knew when he was having a tantrum; oh, that yeah, it was yeah, required. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, he just
0: didn't do it through a tantrum, Fergie, because he threw no. A
2: tantrum. One of the greatest actors in the world, but I, I really? think modern modern football, and and I've never liked the word punditry, but I think the guys probably are more pundits and actors now than they mm. are analysts. Mm. I don't think anybody analyzes football anymore. I think that, and I've said it. They must do. I don't think they analyze, Andy. I think they criticize. There's yeah. always. I think em- there's a difference. Everybody wants to, to, to so. say, look, that goal should never have happened because. A, B, and C. Well, if that goal hadn't happened, I wouldn't have enjoyed the game as much. Mm. So so occasionally, Sonny, last week, a thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah, there are many absolutely. reasons why that absolutely. goal probably shouldn't have happened. But let's just accentuate the positive and say it did. And I really enjoyed watching it. And it's what I pay my entrance money for. And it's what is beautiful about football. And it's why we don't want VAR <laughs> taking away... Oh, you've mentioned that. Nah, no, we don't want VAR turning the game into the perfect specimen it isn't it shouldn't be it never is going to be but but as i say with with scolzy you've all been there guys you've all had bad games yeah you know you and i have sat and watched these boys andy for 20 years and could have said all of these same things we probably would have lasted seven to ten days (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fergie would have had us away in the blink of an eye but i'm pleased that that was the case because i think that what you did that's why i say i I think you generate generate genuinely educated a generation of of, of young fans about football. Um, and that's why I've always thought you you would have been a success. We'll never know. Never, we'll never know. No. But that's know. why I, I really no, do I, think, I think you would have been a success. On, on the question on of, the other side
0: of the line. On the question of 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 criticizing footballers, <clears throat> ex-footballers, I I had I I could have many, many times um offered up ridiculous statements um that sometimes I hear. And it's easy. I think it's very easy just to say that. Um, but I, I, I way in the early days, and it's part of our education for me as well. As, uh, Andy Melvin used to say to me, um, things like, you know, don't tell me what I see, tell me what I can't see.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're the footballer, you're the man who should know. I can see it was a cross, I can see it was a header, I can see it was a goal. Tell me why it was a good header, why it was a good cross, why it was a good goal. Much rather
2: You've got to get your back men forward, <laughs> your forward men back. Great cross, great head, great goal. Balls in the back of the net. <laughs> that, that was Alan, obviously, um, at, at, at his best. But, no, I wanted to know, like Andy, tell me about the cross. Mm? What did he see? Um, what, what was actually happening on the far post? How did he get that space that he shouldn't have had? That That's what I want. I want to learn. But why do, why do they? Why, I mean, I don't know why players, ex-players are so
0: critical now of the modern day footballer at times. Um, you know, uh, it's it, it, listen, I, I couldn't do it then. I wouldn't do it now um, just to catch up with social media. No. Not, not interested in it. And thankfully, there's still a few around who sort of work in the same sort of area that I did and have the same sort of touch and feel for it, um, I think. And others who have just, as you say, have gone into the 21st century, all guns blazing, um, social media is so important to them that, as you say, hits uh, and coverage is so important to them as individuals that, 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 I don't know, sometimes maybe they just think, oh, De Gea, well, could I have found another way to describe what happened with the David De Gea goal? Yes, I could. Go on. Well, I think the problem with David De Gea and that goal was, um, for years we've complemented his style coming out for a ball. He doesn't dive. He, he has that Schmeichel-like way. Remember Schmeichel used to yeah, come out? Yeah, yeah. But he's slightly different because he kind of hooks his leg under him and he kind of makes himself bigger. I would and suggest that's what to you, he uses,
2: right? You, he, I would suggest to you he started a new phase in goalkeeping because he came feet first rather mm. than head first. So I would have said, on that night for me, his, his style
0: and, and the way he does it, let him down. That was not a moment for that style. But it's instinctive in the, in the goalkeeper now because he's been doing it for that long that he instinctively comes out like that and hopes at the ball. But the kid was good enough just to think it over him. And had he come out like goalkeepers I've played with, Neville Southall, John Burridge, Bob, Bob they would have been diving at his <laughs> yes. at his feet yes. and blocking it with their body. But that's, that's what they did. That's how they did it. That was their technique. Now I would suggest on that day, that would be his technique, let him down. That would that would be my simple explanation for that. Not that he bottled it, but that his technique, the way he comes out to face up to a player, let him down. That was an occasion for instinctive diving at your feet, getting your body there. And if you get a knock, so what? You have saved the goal. You know, if you get if you come up with your arms sore, or you got hit in the chest a little bit, or somebody caught you, but you've stopped that ball because you've got your body there, right at him. You've flown at him and made him made him miss, and that'd be it. But his technique doesn't. I can't remember David Here diving at anyone's feet. I don't no, know if you can. No. In a never. situation like that. Never. So
2: I would have said, I think his technique let him down that. Let night. me take you, you back to that. Wembley against uh, Tottenham five times second half. He made worldies with his feet. Yeah, he did. Yeah.
0: So I, I I just think there are ways to do it, ways to say it. Um the new the boys nowadays have their own way of doing it. Listen, it's, uh, I I'm not going to say I'm right, they're wrong. They have their style, it's not mine, never would be.
2: And and fine, there's room for everybody's style. There's room towards for everybody's commentary. The end of our time at Sky, and and, and going forward, <clears throat> you see to towards the it. towards the end, Shrewsley and I went and saw Ryan Giggs, and we went and sat with Gary Neville, mm-hmm. and we said to both, "Listen, going forward." Um, when your career's over, one or the other of you, and we'll be honest, we've spoken to you both, mm. we want you to come and join us. Well, why, I, I think why, why wouldn't you? That what I was going to say, I think one or the other or both would have benefited from spending time with you rather than looking to try to replace you. And Gary's done a very good job yeah, of that. Absolutely. But I think that it would have been different had he had time to work in, a, in an environment that was more constructive than destructive. And defenders do that anyway. They do that anyway, don't
0: they? It's a natural ability. Yeah, I would maybe describe a goal differently from some uh, Jimmy Carragher and Gary Neville. Maybe. Yeah, accentuate the positive. Mm. is always a thing that I've... I've not to the detriment of, the, of what I'm watching, but I've, I've always said... And that's why the Son goal. You know, accentuate the great run of Rigby Long, who took the defender away and created the opening for... Son to drive into mm. and create the space for himself. That was all...
2: Not the slip from Bellerin.
0: No, that's there. You can't, you can't deny it. But that's not the only thing that, that, that would have stopped the goal. Why did he slip Bellerin? Because he was coming around at such pace as Son ducked inside. It was a slippy pitch. His feet went away from
2: him. And, and because he was pushing the right fullback to Out, watch the run of
0: Yeah Reguiland, yeah. So it was, a, it was a fantastic move. The ball from Harry Kane. Mm. Up to him. Control. turn. Played into the gap for Son. I mean, that was a, that was a thing of beauty that goal. And you know, a cross comes in, and I've always said to you, you know, people say, "Well, you're not touched tight." Trust me, as a centre forward, when a cross was coming in, that's why I think we're different. When a defender talks about it, when a cross comes in, I've always said to you, "I'm the boss. I'm the boss." Because you're reactive. Yes. Pro- sorry. Proactive. proactive. I'm proactive. The, the defender has to react to what mm. I do. Otherwise, he gets a position and he stays there. And if it comes into his area, he'll head it clear. Either way, I'm still the boss. If he, if he decides to keep his position, i am either in front of him or behind him, choosing my area to attack that he can't defend? I'll take him one way, then the other, if he decides to try and man-mark me. So I always think the front man has got is the, has, has the boss. Less so now, because you see fewer crosses. But even you see Liverpool, a team that don't have a big centre-forward at all, don't think any of the front three is over six feet tall. And yeah, how many crosses do they score from? Unbelievable amount of crosses. Mm. Because the quality of the cross is there and the movement of the front three, they don't just stand in there, you know, Salah, Mani, Firmino, they're all on the move and they're all just nicking headers. And now they've got Jota who's who joined the clan. And he was he's been scoring headers as well. So I always think that I was taught, and maybe it's because I was taught by Andy Melvin that. Not to the detriment. If it's a bad defensive mistake, then you, I would say that. But if there's a chance of accentuating the positive on a move, why would you not do that?
2: Well, I would prefer that. So, as, as for Ken, each I, is different. I, I did mention it. You're, you're going to recoil here a bit as I say this, but I I, 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 I cannot understand how she got herself into the mess she did. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be extremely difficult for her going forward. Uh, I, I said in a tweet this week she's a mate but you know when 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 it is your business to to put people or ask questions of people that have put them in the very same position as she did herself i think it's uh, it's an extremely uh, big ask from this point but uh, do wish her well because i i refer back to my opening line of that tweet she is a mate i've known her forever uh used yeah, you to have, enjoy you? Yeah. presenting programs with her andy she's um, she was enormously ambitious um I, I've told you this story as well. I remember coming in one morning at TVAM and uh, the old Today newspaper, do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember She sat behind, we got all the papers laid out. She sat behind the desk and she, she's on the phone like this. <laughs> <laughs> hanging up, <laughs> hanging up, <laughs> hanging up, <laughs> hanging up <laughs> I'm thinking, who on earth is she trying to get through to? what? what, what? So I, I go through my newspapers one by one on the front page of the um, Today newspaper. There's a poll. Um, who do you want to present? Uh, t- TVAM going forward and Diamond ring this number or Kay Burley yeah. <laughs> ring Have this number well done she's <laughs> sat for Good hours dying yeah up. yeah excellent <laughs> I'm also Ex- very much aware of the uh, suggestions and I'm looking at the we've got two minutes left here so I- I'm going to tease this in and then it's your call um, Sky protect those they want to keep and uh, there are others that are surplus to requirements and the allegation is, Andy, and you won't have read it because you don't watch social media or in no. any way absorb it, as we've just said, um, they wanted you to out. Did you get that feeling? What, the
0: sky wanted me out? Mm. Uh, not until I got a phone call to say I was sacked, if I'm being absolutely honest, no.
2: Do you know why you were sacked? Um, I could have a stab in the dark, has it? You've got two minutes and it's, it's a subject that should take 20. Uh, well, but, but can I, can I do you think if you hadn't reacted to being put on a video surveillance group by one of the newspapers that were Murdoch-owned, things might have been different? Oh, yes,
0: 100%.
2: 100%,
0: yeah. I was one of the, uh, uh, what was it? Victims of uh, uh, the, the news of the world phone hacking, and I didn't know until later I was also one under surveillance, which I, I, I found amazing because it, it must have whoever was surveying me <laughs> must have been bored out of their heads, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. So, was, anyway, Ulrika worked for the news of the world at the time, and she too was one of those on that video surveillance list. They didn't have um. Scruples, Is that the word I'm looking for, or a care? Well, it's for, it's for another day. But I I just thought mm-hmm. there was enough in that to tease and leave, mm-hmm. um, as I said, I've often said down the years, leave that hanging. But I I, I think your decision, uh, supported by your immediate employers, to to go after them was both correct um, and inflammatory as far as they were concerned. Yeah, don't. absolutely. I get that. I get that. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. So we didn't have a guest for many different reasons. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I, 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 there's, there's, there are things that I've actually learned today that I didn't. Others, that, seriously, you? yeah. Huh? Yeah. There are others that I, I did know, but... Um, you know I'm going to go back to your very first question. Do I remember off. meeting you? No. <laughs> <laughs> well you, you, you see, the very same Andy, Andy hates me telling this story, but the very same Andy Melvin that, that had teased you in, yeah. um, had a different view of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I've never, I've never, wasn't allowed to have an agent. Oh, right. Vic Wakeling, it was. I, I mentioned him, was our guy. Didn't, didn't want me to have an agent. Uh, I tried working with Paul Stretford for a time, and Paul became a very good mate as a result mm-hmm. and still is. Um, but my, I, I, back then, working in uh, L.E., lovey, mm-hmm. um, I had an agent. It was John Simpson, Nick, okay. the IMG, yeah, yeah. Nick, yeah, yeah. Nick yeah. Faldo's agent, uh-huh. and yeah. they had they had the contract to provide the sport for BSB, the satellite, oh, right. the Squarial. Right. Yeah. So John decided that it would be a good idea if his client was part of that. So, a- Andy yeah. Melvin had other oh, right. had other Melvin, ideas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But
0: always well in the
2: Always, always more than well That's in the end. Well he well became earth. a very, very, very very good mate so if you're listening andy or if somebody is because i know down the years when i've told (laughs) this he's always reared up yes and uh, that's as frightening as sam chisholm anyway there we are um Mm -hmm. if you can just for a moment uh continue andy i'll i'll find all the information that i'm trying to sign off with no Um, you'll find that there we are there we are keys and gray keys and and gray pod um email at keys and gray the podcast at gmail.com subscribe and follow on whatever platform you get your pods on. uh, Rate us, please. uh, Leave a review Um, to that effect. We will, uh, this time next week, be discussing, and I can say this with certainty, the forgotten football tragedy.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Ibrox.
0: Yeah. It's coming up 50 years on the 2nd of January. 50
2: years. Wow. And you'd walk down those same steps.
0: Yeah, stay with 13, 10 minutes before the end. Yeah. Wow. My brother, my brother Willie, was right behind it. Two minutes behind it, he was at the top of the stairs when it started, trying to get out. So, why had you gone? Why had I gone? Yeah. Well, it was a Rangers Celtic. Yeah. But you- I was only allowed to go because I just turned fifteen. <laughs> if I if I left before the end of the game, um, so that was it. So mum said go. Yeah, so my mum allowed me to go. And my brothers, of course, were there, same place, roughly the same area. Duncan, Willie, myself were there. James was in Canada, or he would have been there as well. So three of us were there at Stairway 13, just down just, from it.
2: It's just it's 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 scary. It was an awful, awful, awful moment. Terrible. Um but but blood runs cold when I think how close you were. And
0: just quickly I know we've got time no, no time, but just quickly, and, and can you imagine the parents of people who were at like my mother oh. in an era of no mobile phones. And, and news not travelling. So my mum didn't know if we were alive or dead until we walked through the door quickly. I obviously had to get home. I was in first. My mum, delighted. What about William and, and Duncan? I said, I have no idea. W- Willie went to the pub with his mates and they're sitting there drinking away. No idea. came in about three or four hours later. Oh, Duncan, as Dunks would, went to an all-night party. Ah. So my mother never knew until the following day when he walked through the door no. if he was one of the 66 or not. Duncan. So that's, that's the year that was in. No mobile phones to phone and say, I'm all right, mum, don't worry.
2: This time next week, the forgotten football tragedy.
0: Planning for your next trip?